football fans. This is Bub back in the saddle here. And football season is over. We are knee-deep in basketball season, but I wanted to wait until the end of bowl season to talk about uh, all of the bowl games for our Louisiana colleges and also the New Orleans Bowl because it occurs in New Orleans. I was able to attend that game. Uh, but we're going to first talk about the number one ranked 15-0 and and college football national champions, the LSU Tigers, coached by the one and only Ed Ogeron, led by Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow. What a magical season it has been for the Tigers. No one expected this, probably but LSU. I mean, everybody probably thought that it would be Alabama and Clemson again. But the Tigers had something to say about that. But before we talk about last night's game, let's talk about LSU versus Oklahoma uh, in the Peach Bowl where it was a complete and utter beatdown. Not going to have to stay on that long because Oklahoma was out of the game in the first half. LSU beat down the Sooners 63-28. Joe Burrow, 493 yards passing, seven touchdowns. Chris Curry led the charge on the ground with 90 yards rushing. Tyrion Davis-Price, 25 yards. Joe Burrow, 21 yards and a touchdown. John Emmett Jr., another true freshman running back, got a touchdown. Through the air, Justin Jefferson unleashed on the Oklahoma secondary. 14 catches for 227 yards and four touchdowns. Followed up by Thaddeus, you got mossed. Uh, four catches for 99 yards and a touchdown. Terrence Marshall Jr., six catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Um, defensively, uh, the defense was led by Jason Phil- Jacob Phillips and Patrick Queen and Caleb on Chasson. Uh, well, I have to stay on the Peach Bowl long because I know we want to talk about this national championship game. Uh, my daughter and I, we went to Pluckers last night to watch the game. I had planned to watch the game at home, in the comfort of my home. But, of course, y'all know we had bad weather down here. So, I did not have any power for the majority of the game. For at least the first half, no power. So, me and my daughter went to Pluckers, sat in Pluckers for a while, finally got seated, enjoyed some wings, and watched the first half. Now, um... This game did not start off the best for LSU because Clemson was trying to attack Joe Burrow. Clemson actually scored first, but LSU scored more and more often. Uh, of course, you know LSU defeated Clemson 42-25. to This was an amazing game, and it caps off, like I said, a magical season magical run undefeated run a national championship uh vindication for coach O, where a lot of people felt that he didn't he shouldn't have been the coach uh vindication for joe burrow the transfer from ohio state who a lot of people felt like shouldn't have had the job boy what a difference a year makes adding joe brady from the saints this passing attack was unstoppable in this game, you know, the Clemson stats, before we talk about the good stuff, the LSU Tiger defense pressured Trevor Lawrence into his worst game ever. He was 18 of 37 for 234 yards, no touchdowns. On the ground, Louisiana homeboy Travis Etienne, 
79 yards rushing, one touchdown. Trevor Lawrence had 49 yards, one touchdown. T. Higgins, a beautiful end around, 36 yards for a touchdown. Uh, through the air, though, like I said, on the 234 yards passing uh, for the Tigers, led by Justin Ross with 76, and Braden Galloway with 60. Uh, defensively, uh, the, the Purple Tigers, Purple and Orange Tigers, were led by Nolan Turner, 10 tackles, uh, Kayvon Wallace, 9 tackles. Isaiah Simmons was a one-man wrecking crew. Uh, James Skaliski, um, Skowski, uh, was ejected for a targeting penalty. He had, he had five tackles and a sack. But let's talk about the team you want to hear about. I got the Clemson Tigers out the way. And mind you, um, I have hours at Clemson. I did my research in turn at Clemson, but I was not rooting for Clemson for this game. I wanted to see LSU win it. I have personal connections on this LSU Tiger football team. Plus, I cover LSU for my Louisiana podcast. Uh, Damone Clark, Tyrell Davis-Price. I've known those young men since they played for the SBR Jags. I can say I personally know two young men that are national championship award players or one national championships playing for LSU. I know I screwed it up, but I'm not going to start over. We're going to keep going. Uh, but let's talk about this game of against Clemson. I mean, I mean, when Clemson scored that first touchdown, I mean, you could just hear the air go out of all the fans and pluckers where I was eating and watching the game with my daughter while we didn't have any power. Um, but the Tigers will fight back. You know, that first quarter was 7-7, but the second quarter is where LSU took over and would not let Clemson back in it. The Tigers scored 21 points in that second quarter um, to take a 28-17 lead into the half. Um, the third quarter saw Clemson come back out, score a touchdown, get two-point conversion. Uh, the Tigers of Clemson were scoring no more. LSU would put on a touchdown in the third quarter and add one for good measure in the fourth quarter, just culminating the other dominance that the Tigers have shown this year. Uh, Joe Burrow now has the single-season touchdown record all to himself with 60 touchdowns. Uh, if Joe Burrow isn't the player of this game, the player of this game would be Jamar Chase. He smoked the Clemson Tigers secondary, nine catches, 221 yards, and two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, 106 yards on nine catches. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, five catches for 54 yards. Terrence Marshall Jr., Lawan Lassen's pupil, uh, had three catches for 46 yards and one touchdown. And that is, you got most. Had five catches for 36 yards and two touchdowns, making his pops proud in the crowd in the Superdome on the ground. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 110 yards rushing. Joe Burrow had 58 yards rushing and one touchdown. But this Tigers defense, which had been much maligned, oh, they got smoked by Ole Miss earlier in the year, even though they won that game. John Rice Plumley uh, ran all over the LSU Tigers defense. A lot of people felt like this defense was their weak point. And early on in the game, it looked like Clemson would be able to move the ball easily against the LSU Tigers defense. But... Uh-uh. Patrick Queen, Jacob Phillips, Jacoby Stevens, Caleb Von Chasson, they was like, we ain't having none of that. Um, Patrick Queen and Jacob Phillips had eight tackles. Stevens had seven. Uh, even though they didn't pick off 
Lawrence. They pressured him and hit him all game long. Had two sacks. Glenn Logan had a half a sack to combine with Patrick Queen, and Grant Dipper had the other sack. Eight tackles for loss. It was just an utter dominant performance by the LSU Tigers, culminating in this amazing national championship victory. Uh, Tigers going to be able to enjoy uh, getting that curse off of them because the last national championship game LSU played in was against Alabama, a 21-0 defeat, which I feel like Alabama should have been in that game. LSU was robbed of that national championship. Now, many of you may know I am a Mississippi State fan, born and raised in Mississippi. But I'm down here doing my freelance thing, covering LSU, so I do have a rooting interest for LSU until they play my Bulldogs. Right now, I don't want to see LSU. <laughs> and y'all know we hired Mike Leach, so we're going to be throwing the ball a little bit now. So watch out. We're going to be throwing it whenever we find out who our quarterback going to be. Okay, we fired Joe Moorhead. We need to fire him because we regressed. But back to the the meat that the Tigers are going to eat. And boy, did the LSU Tigers eat all season long. Finally getting that Alabama elephant off their back and just continuing to just crush people. Joe Burrow, probably going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft this year. I feel bad that he's going to Cincinnati, but wow, wouldn't it be nice if he could go to the Saints? That would be awesome, man. I mean, I just think that would be awesome if Joe Burrow could go to the Saints and just learn more from Drew Brees. And then when Drew Brees retires, Joe Burrow takes over and leads the Saints in the same stadium where he led LSU to a national championship. That would be an awesome deal. I think it would be great. So Coach Ogeron, you know, Basically tells everybody to eat crow who thought he didn't deserve the job. He earned it. Louisiana man makes good. And I learned something new. Uh, you know, I always knew Coach Ogeron went to school at Northwestern State. I didn't know he went to LSU for a year. He left. Came back as a football coach. And leads LSU to his fourth national title. Just amazing job of coaching, amazing job of execution. And now, I was watching the press conference earlier this morning. He's ready to recruit. He's ready to get the next crop of Tigers uh, that haven't signed in, in the uh, early period to come help LSU defend this national championship. And wow, just wow. Can't wait to see what happens uh, with this team going forward. Uh, will Clyde Edwards-Hilaire declare? Will he come back? We know Jamar Chase is going to be bad because he's a true sophomore. So he ain't going nowhere. A lot of pieces on this team come back. All the wide receivers come back. Terrence Marshall is not a senior. Um, I don't think um, Jefferson is either. Let me make sure. Let me see. I think he's a junior. Yeah, he's a junior. So all of the offense comes back almost. Sorry about that. I'm sick of that ESPN auto video. But we're going to keep it rolling. I'm not going to start over. So, um, LSU is now your national champion. Well-deserved, well-earned. Joe Burrow deserves all the praise that he deserves. I mean, uh, there was a question on social media that I saw that says, uh, should Joe Burrow be mentioned uh, in the same breath as Shaq as far as LSU athlete? And I had 
the answer to that question was simply this. Uh, Joe Burrow is the uh, it's the second Heisman winner the LSU has had. The only other one was the, the um, late Dr. Billy Cannon. Joe Burrow has also led LSU to an undefeated season and a national championship. We all know when you win a national championship for a university, you are revered. Don't get me wrong. Shaquille O'Neal is Shaquille O'Neal. He is the big Aristotle. Superman. He plays basketball. Joe Burrow plays football. Shaquille O'Neal has won many championships in the NBA. But when you look at college athletes, yeah, Joe Burrow deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as Shaquille O'Neal when it comes to LSU athletes. Look at what he's done in just this year. He is a legend now. Heisman winner. National Championship winner. Number one draft pick. Yes, he deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as Shaquille O'Neal. All right, so next up, we're going to talk about the New Orleans Bowl, a game that I was able to attend. Thank you to Mr. Paul Utterback. Uh, give me in to the New Orleans Bowl. I had a awesome time visiting and uh, covering the New Orleans Bowl uh, for the second time ever. And this game this year, normally there's a Louisiana team playing in this bowl, but not this year. You had the Appalachian State Mountaineers playing against the UAB Blazers. And UAB jumped out to a 14-0 lead, uh, throwing down the field to Austin Watkins, surprising the Appalachian State defense, uh, jumping up 14-0 before Appalachian State walked them down in the second and third quarters by scoring 31 points. The Blazers will put up three points in the third quarter, but nobody would score in the fourth quarter as Appalachian State would win the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, Darrington Evans, 157 yards and one touchdown. He is an amazing running back. Uh, Zach Thomas, 142 yards passing and two touchdowns for the uh, Mountaineers. Uh, for the Blazers, Tyler Johnson, the third, 298 yards passing, two touchdowns through the air for UAB. Austin Watkins, 10 cases, 159 yards, one touchdown. Um, this game was awesome. I mean, no, it wasn't. It didn't have the aura that the national championship game and the playoff games had, but it was still a hard-fought game on the field uh, between these two combatants. And um, getting a chance to witness this in person, I mean, I have never seen Appalachian State play in person. I've seen UAB play in person before. I'm familiar with Bill Clark and his program. I was not familiar with the Appalachian State Mountaineers program, aside from knowing that they upset Michigan a couple years back. And they have been dominant since they have moved up to the FBS ranks um, and group of five. I think they're like 5-0 and in their bowl games. So this is the dominant team. Um, so um, it was a good game uh, in the city of New Orleans. RL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. I want to thank RL Carriers for, and of course, Mr. Paul Oderbeck uh, for allowing me to cover the game. Just first class all the way. Man, they gave us gifts, right? We got a gift, uh, um, a USB charger. You know, as far as, you know, the charger phones, when you don't have an electrical outlet available. Man, that's the best gift they could have given me because I had one and it broke. This one is so cool. It doesn't even get hot. Doesn't overheat or anything. I don't know what kind of engineering they did with that thing, 
But, man, thank you for the gift of New Orleans Bowl. I've been using that thing a lot. All right, the next bowl game we're going to talk about is going to be the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. I have a personal connection to USM. My cousin is on the coaching staff for the Golden Eagles. Um, so, and I'm from Mississippi. But Tulane didn't care where I was from. They laid it on USM. Former LSU quarterback Justin McMillan, 215 yards passing, three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, they had a three-headed monster in Cameron Carroll, Justin McMillan, and Darius Bradwell. Amari Jones, they all combined to rush for 164 yards. Jalen McCleskey, had that, who had that beautiful touchdown catch earlier uh, to beat Houston, had two catches for 87 yards and one touchdown. Amari Jones, five catches for 57 yards and one touchdown. Uh, for the Golden Eagles, Jack Abraham and Tate Wiley shared quarterback duties. Abraham threw for 167 yards, one touchdown. Wiley threw for 134 yards and two interceptions. Uh, Tri- Trill Mosley, I'm not going to try to say his whole name because I'm probably going to butcher it. Ran for four three yards on seven carries. Through the air, Quez Watkins, nine ca- catches for 154 yards and one touchdown. These are old rivals, and it was good to see them matched up in a bowl game. But, of course, uh, Tulane drowned out the Golden Eagles 32-13. Next up, where are we going to go from now? Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Wow. Versus the Miami Hurricanes in the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl. Man, when this bowl game got matched up, everybody was probably thinking that Miami was going to destroy Louisiana Tech. Uh-uh-uh. Louisiana Tech shuts out Miami. The next day, Miami fires our offensive coordinator. How about that? Mississippi native Jamar Smith, 163 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick. Justin Henry ran, Henderson ran for 95 yards on 22 carries. Jamar also scored a touchdown on the ground through the air. Uh, Malik Stanley led the Bulldogs with 75 yards. Israel Tucker caught the touchdown for 26 yards. Uh, For the Hurricanes, man, do I even have to talk about their offense? I won't because they didn't have much. 14-0 shutout. This was an upset. Even though LaTeX was a 10-2 coming into the game, you know, um, Miami is an ACC squad. And it's the Hurricanes. You wouldn't think the Hurricanes would lose to the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, but they did. All right, next up, we're going to talk about uh, Louisiana versus Miami of Ohio. Last game of the Louisiana Bowl wrap-up. Before I talk about that, Billy Napier was a candidate for the Mississippi State Bulldogs head coaching position. Said he wasn't interested, interviewed a couple times, didn't take the job. I'm happy. I think Coach Napier should stay in Lafayette. I like what he's building at Lafayette, in Lafayette with the Cajuns. Um, Levi Lewis, a magical game. 246 yards passing, two touchdowns. Led the team in rushing with 62 yards on the ground. The three-headed running back monster wasn't as dominant as they had been all year. Elijah Mitchell led the squad. The three-headed monster with 55 yards, one touchdown. Rogers had 24 yards, and Raymond Calais only 19 through the air. Jamarcus Bradley, seven catches for 88 yards and two touchdowns. 
followed by Khalif Gossett with 79 yards through the air. Man, Louisiana, like I said, finished 6-0 in bowl season. Now, I haven't looked to see what the record of other states in bowl season, but I don't think anybody else went undefeated. Uh, I'm pretty sure nobody else went undefeated. Um, I know my Bulldogs didn't go undefeated. We lost to Louisville. So, um, it was good to see Louisiana have a good bowl season. Like I said, culminated by uh, the national championship win over Clemson for LSU. I mean, I was glad to see a change of the guard in the SEC. I'm tired of Alabama. Alabama this, Alabama that. Oh, Alabama loses a game. We still going to put them in the playoffs because they're the best team. I'm so glad LSU beat them. Thank you, Auburn, for beating them in the Iron Bowl because you guys set the stage for Alabama to be sitting at home because if Alabama had won the Iron Bowl, best believe they was going to put the Crimson Tide in the playoffs. I believe so. Over one of the champions, either the Big 12 champion, they were going to put them in over Ohio State, so Oklahoma probably would have been sitting at home. So uh, LSU probably would have been playing Alabama. <laughs> Uh, in the college football playoff. We don't want no back to the future moments. That 21-0 loss that LSU had Alabama in that championship game should never happen again for a team that won the SEC versus a team that didn't make it to the championship game in their conference. So I'm a staunch believer that if you don't win your conference, I don't care if you lose one game, you should not be in the college football playoff. Make conference championships great again. Don't let Alabama into the college football playoff of four teams if they don't win the SEC. Now, if you expand to 10 teams, yeah, if Alabama is 11-1 and one or 10-2, and two, they're one of the best 10-2 and two squads in the country, yeah, then you could say make a case for them to get in. But in four games, four teams, and you got four conference champions, and, L and, and Alabama has not won the SEC, LSU has won the SEC, or if by some grace of God my Bulldogs rise up and somehow is able to win the SEC, <laughs> boy, I, I, I may end up being one of the happiest men in Louisiana if Mississippi State were to have that happen. But right now, this is LSU's time. I mean, this is LSU's time. Coach Ogeron has worked hard to build a championship team behind Joe Burrow. Of course, Joe Burrow is leaving, wedding in the wings. A native Mississippian, Miles Brennan, who is a prototypical drop-back quarterback. He's a better arm talent than Joe Burrow. So, I'm not going to say Miles Brennan is going to do what Joe Burrow did. But he was a, he was a four star quarterback out of Mississippi. Broke all types of records at Saint Saint Stanislaus. I can't remember, you know Saint Stanislaus. I'm probably saying that wrong, but still he broke all of Brit, uh, Denton Favre's records. Uh, who's the nephew of Brett Favre? So Miles um, Brennan is a good quarterback. Can't wait to see what he does next year. I know LSU is probably gonna have a quarterback competition, but if not, if not Miles Brennan steps into that starting row, and he has everybody back 
as far as wide receivers. All three wide receivers are back. Thad Mouse might be back, but LSU just got a commitment from a five-star tight end. So if Thad Mouse leaves, that young man that's committed uh, could come in and possibly compete for, for playing time. But they really, really need us to go five wide and just throw the ball down the field, man. But, uh, again, I want to congratulate Coach Ogeron on a well-coached season. Far cry from getting fired from Ole Miss. A far cry from getting snubbed from getting the head coaching job at USC after you saved their season. I have been a fan of Coach Ogeron since his days at Miami. I mean, he embodies everything that a football coach is. And as a Mississippi State fan and as an admirer of the LSU football program, uh, I really respect Coach O. I am happy for him. There is no more deserving coach to have his team win him a national championship than Coach Ed Ogeron. I mean, I mean, just look at the irony of it. Just look at the irony. After Les Miles gets fired, um, no one wanted Coach Ogeron to get the job. Oh, he's not going to be able to run a good offense. That first year, everybody was upset. Oh, we run the same offense that Les Miles did. Blah, blah, blah. Another lost to Alabama. Another lost to Alabama the following year. You know, just couldn't get that Crimson Tide elephant off the tiger back. But this year was different. This year was perfect. This year was a championship hoisting year. And the LSU Tigers are your 2019-2020 college football national champions. Tiger fans, soak all that in. Soak it in. All of the hurt of the past couple of years, the failures in the Superdome against Alabama, the losses to Alabama, the Heisman candidate derailment losses to Alabama for Leonard Fournette. Because if Alabama doesn't stop Leonard Fournette in some of those years, he is your Heisman winner. Alabama straight derailed a couple of his Heisman seasons. What LSU wasn't the same after playing Alabama. But this year, this year was different. LSU was perfect. Joe Burrow was near perfect. Those wide receivers were amazing. Clyde Edwards Hilaire emerged as a Swiss Army knife as a running back. You had freshman contributions from the running back position. TDP, 295 yards and six touchdowns. He'd been lowering that shoulder. You know, another young man um, that I know personally, Damone Clark, you know what I'm saying, ha- had a pretty good season this year, will be look, will be tasked with probably starting more next year. You know, a, a lot of young talent. Derrick Stingley Jr. is a true freshman, and he's one of the best cornerbacks in the nation. I looked at LSU's roster. They are stock full of young talent. Todd Harris is going to be back next year. Um, from injury. Jacoby Stevens is a underclassman. Will he come back? It's just so much talent on this team. 
if they could have a run similar to this past seasons, it's possible LSU could win uh, multiple national championships to start out the decade of 2020. They have the recruiting momentum. They're getting five stars again. People are choosing LSU from young men are choosing LSU from all over the country. I mean, it's just awesome, you know, what Coach Ogeron has done. He deserves all the praise, all the admiration of Tiger fans across Louisiana and across this great state, great, great country of the United States. And for me, being a Bulldog fan, if I can appreciate it, anyone should appreciate it. The job that Coach Ed Ogeron has done this year with the LSU Fighting Tigers and winning that national championship. This is Bub. I'm out of here. I'm going to try to start coming back weekly uh, with just my thoughts with basketball season uh, and then, of course, the NBA, or just giving my opinion on certain sports stories um, that are happening that that catch my attention or just anything. Uh, it may not even be sports-related. I may want to give you all some of my opinion on some of these other topics that be going on, you know, like entertainment and politics and and all kinds of stuff. I may have to diversify even more and not just talk about sports because I have a broad opinion about a lot. And I'm thankful for anyone who chooses to listen to this podcast as I grow. Hopefully, I'll be able to get back on the air at WHYR, uh, Bad Rouge Community Radio, pretty soon. That's my goal, to get back on the air. And for now, I'm going to keep grinding with my podcast. Now, if you are a Mississippi State Bulldog fan, or if you just want to listen to a good sports podcast, I'm a part of two Mississippi State podcasts, uh, the Maroon Maniacs on Spreaker. Also, um, Black Dog Sports Podcast on Anchor. And also, I talk HBCU sports with Keisha Kelly. No, wait, wait, let me get that right. Keisha J. Kelly. On the Black College Experience HBCU Sports Podcast. If you're into HBCU Sports, we will be back on the air this Sunday talking about all of the happenings in HBCU Sports. Once again, I'm Bub. I love talking sports. I'm out of here. Have a good Tuesday.